Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Risto and Carolina, my first chat with a couple. Risto is originally from Finland, while Carolina is Italian and is originally from Brazil. Like many international couples, English is the language in which they communicate, so I was interested in finding out more about this, as there are so many couples in the same situation. We chatted about the influence of US and UK sitcoms, with a great reference to the UK sitcom The IT Crowd, hosting their own podcast, and misunderstandings in English. But I started by asking Risto and Carolina to tell me a little bit about themselves. So my name is Risto, I'm a Finnish native and I have been working in Dublin for uh, one and a half years and now I'm back here. Now you worked. I worked yeah. <laughs> and now I'm back here. And as you can maybe notice, I'm not a native English speaker, but I have, uh, of course, like uh, worked in the, in the UK and also I I talk every day in English with my wife and uh, with my work. Well, and I am the wife, Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that was mentioned before. And I don't speak Finnish. Uh, well, not much Finnish. That would be enough. So English is our language of communication. And I am not a native speaker as well. I am Italian and I was born in Brazil. Okay. And Portuguese is my mother tongue. And I speak other languages as well. Um, Italian and Spanish, trying Finnish and Swedish. So there's a lot of languages. Eu não falo português. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese. So we have to make do with English because it's the language that we both have in common for our communication. But sometimes things like this happen that we mix other languages. It's kind of like, you know, like a melting pot in my own apartment. Okay. My name is Carolina. I just joked that about being the wife, but I have, an, <laughs> I have a personality. Okay. So I'm really interested in this journey you are on together speaking English. Have you ever compared how you started English? Like, have you ever discussed how you learnt English at school? Did you? Did either one of you have more of a US-influenced English than a UK-influenced English? Or have you had similar journeys? I would say that I am the US person uh, because I actually lived in the US for a year. Okay. I was uh, studying English. <laughs> In, in New York and I have always been kind of you know influenced by American music most of the time and programs and Dristo is more like have always been more like the the UK yes kind of person 
I, I, I find the, the dry humor in those sitcoms, it, it suits me a lot because it's like, uh, even if there's no laugh track or something, it's like those, you, you have to watch between your fingers, like, I cannot watch, I cannot watch it too, too frustrating or too embarrassing, but like... Some uh, of your favorite comedians are actually British. True, true. So, Carolina, are you more influenced now by Aristo's love of UK sitcoms or Risto, do you start now watching more US sitcoms? I think it's like it goes both ways because I started watching, I liked some British comedies before. I have always been a huge fan of the IT crowd. Uh -huh. We always make jokes because this is Risto's area of work. So turning it off <laughs> it's every day. Yeah. It comes every day. Yeah. And I think also, Risto started watching more of the American comedies with True. me as well. Uh, Carol knows <laughs> so much about the, the US uh, popular culture and even the alternative culture that, that sometimes even like the most common reference or, or like a joke to something, not even so like old movies, old uh, TV series, something. It goes way over my head. But Carol knows because she has this en encyclopedia on her head. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, because we had a few years ago, uh, I had a friend from New York visiting here. And you said I got, I was different when she yeah. was here. In my opinion, your your accent or your, your way of speaking English turns more to the like uh, mirroring the person who you are talking with. Ah, uh, that's like, interesting. Let's say yeah. Sam is from Australia. You would be talking Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but in my mind, it started to sound like. Yeah. Do you think then, uh, Risto, that Carolina has um, more of a Finnish English way of speaking now? If that's sort of your base. Yeah, I think and I think you got a lot of influence from me. Because in Finnish, we have like, if, if there's like a 15 minutes, the quarter, quarter. So in my language, I get the R's, I get the quarter. It's like very, very quarter. <laughs> so sometimes Carol gets that, for example. But I, I don't think that you have that. What do you think, Sam? I don't think he has that heavy Finnish accent. No, it's I don't. Speak very much indeed. It's, it, it doesn't sound so much. In my opinion, at least. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Have you lived anywhere else apart from Finland together? Um, any other English-speaking country? Yeah, and we lived together in Dublin for a while. Very nice. And and then we were both like sometimes like, are they speaking English really? Because we were <laughs> yeah. so unprepared for the thick, uh, you know, Dubliner accents mm. that sometimes it was like, okay. Did they really get what they said or what? <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I liked when we get like, uh, because I, I worked at uh, Facebook at a time. So there was a lot of, let's say there was like a, a Portuguese team and they had their own accent. And then there was a Finnish team and they had their own accent and everybody had their own accent. But when we get like, I don't know, a plumber visiting, they were really, really thick accent from the from the local area. So I was like, "Excuse me, what? No, no, your plumbing is fine. Okay, got it." <laughs> the but people had always. This is something that you cannot complain about Ireland because people were always very willing to to repeat or to 
tone down a bit so if that everybody could understand mm. i think uh, irish people yeah. seemed very open and very yeah. social i have never talked to you in my life and then we are there you know in the bakery queuing up <laughs> and then yeah. start talking about you know so what's up with you so apart from the r's and the r's is there anything else when you're speaking english that you personally think oh, i wish this was better or i find this tricky well in my opinion it feels like sometimes i'm i'm like okay what what is the word the the, the thing that it's uh, like it's not the complicated word word as such but i don't want to say i like cars i would like to say i'm a fond of automobiles like mo- more like uh, eloquently mm. like i don't want to say so like basic words i think that's more like uh, about my vocabulary or something like that how I many ju- i just think that after studying finnish and living in finland i have zero complaints about english at all <laughs> i'm just thankful that it exists and i yeah. love it yeah. and i cherish it every single day of my life but without getting too personal do you have you found that your english at home has developed into a Carolina and Risto type of English or are you quite strict with how you speak the language? Uh, we are not native speakers so I think that when we are very tired uh, or very busy it starts showing through the language abilities that they start decreasing mm. and then it comes like the the Finnish and the Portuguese and the Italian starts coming through yes. <laughs> and then you have you know mixed things that mm-hmm. you wouldn't understand but then Risto and I understand and how it works you yeah know? sometimes it's like when you're really tired for example or 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 I don't know when you get really emotional about something it you, your native tongue kind of pops out like sometimes uh, Carol for example is I don't know very busy give me give me the bottle of I don't know water oh, and then you just say it in Portuguese like oops but sometimes depending on what it is we know what it is it's like of course the chester's pointing and you know showing what you mean but like sometimes we have the words that like uh, are synonyms or yeah. how mm. you say between you have you ever had any misunderstandings in english we haven't like understood daily. the other person daily yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> i'm joking but yeah. quite frequently like what what do you mean you want to do something next week next week is now but in portuguese i think you're you when you say next week doesn't it start from the sunday or what is it called? yeah there's always this debate ah, here yeah. where does the week start you know because if i am it's already friday for me if i say next week it's monday onwards because mm-hmm. the weekend will count but in Ritos yeah, head, in my life, yeah no no the weekend still counts it's, it's yeah. still like no we're gonna meet sam in next week no 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 it's like i don't know this weekend <laughs> yeah but next week no it, it's still this week yeah okay what day give me the numbers so let's it's always take... like for me the week starts on monday and that's that yeah but there is to find it that no for me starts on sunday so yeah and i, I think sometimes it's like like turn left no not my left the other left like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's still the same it's it's left but it's like how do you look at it yeah and sometimes when i say take take the left you yeah. look at me like uh, i'm speaking like gibberish and i say no you turn turn left. what do you mean when i say take i said you turn take yeah. left you turn i mean i don't know if it's like that we don't understand what we are saying but it's just how 
for example, in Portuguese or 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 maybe in your country or or I don't know where it comes from, but like more cultural thing. Tell me a little bit about your podcast that you guys uh, have a podcast together. What type of things do you discuss? It's almost like, you know, grabbing a cup of coffee and just talk about stuff. We, we don't have like a, a theme or, you know, something that is like yeah. goes through all the episodes. Mm. It's more like, let's talk about something. Yeah. And we, we, because we did that before the podcast, we would just sit down and talk about something that we both read on yes. the news or saw on yeah. TV. Mm. And then it would come through as because, well. Because we don't like, I, I, I saw the like true crime, for example, is very popular. And there's a, always a theme, for example, it's like a, one episode is one case or, or whatever. Like uh, if it's a, uh, sports thing there is like uh, now there's the football going on so obviously you will talk about the football that is going on yeah it's it's more like this uh, i don't know is it a global issue or more like a universal issue anyways that okay i don't like thing x what do you think about thing x and you have opinions about things x and then it will it will come out as like a how would you say conversation for yeah, a podcast? Exactly. And we talked about everything and anything at the same time. So anything could happen. It's just, just like a couple of people talking over a cup of coffee. Yeah. The only thing uh, we have had a little bit of censorship is because sometimes uh, the topics that we have in mind are a little bit like uh, black and white, as many things are nowadays. Mm. So we don't want to go to, I don't know, I don't like thing X and there's half of the planet that thinks the other way around. So mm. it's like, maybe we want to keep it more light. We don't mm. want to talk yeah. about things that people have very passionate opinions about. Or too sensitive too in sensitive. a way. Yeah. Risto and I, I think we have this dynamic that we, we, we just like start a conversation about whatever, Yeah. <laughs> you know, it goes through. But I guess that's not the case with anyone, really. Uh, final question then. As you have both worked and lived speaking English for a long time, what advice would you give people who are trying to improve their English? Not to be uh, ashamed of their skill. Like just, it's okay. It's like, even if I was horrible, horrible at English. I could say, give me drink. Like you would understand that the guy needs a drink. It's it's not, it's like, uh, maybe it's also that uh, you are not comfortable talking in, in public or, or you're not comfortable talking in general. But if you're gonna, you know, want to, if you wanna try and learn your English and get more uh, familiar with the talking part, you, you kind of have to talk just like for whoever needs to practice English just do it you know you don't have to be perfect if people can just like if people can understand you you're making your point in people okay this is it it's fine you will refine it with time yeah. But it will never get better if you don't try it, you know. And, and I would like to add that even if you are, let's say, an American English speaker by, by your, where you're from, sometimes your English isn't like as good as the people who are, let's say, immigrating to. Hmm. So it's like, just go there and do your thing and don't be like so 
so tense about the skill level. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much. Don't be ashamed of your English. And in the words of a very famous sports company, just do it. Great advice from Maristo and Carolina. Their podcast is called Stick With Us and there is a link to it on the chatting podcast page. There was an interesting point raised in our chat about understanding this or next week. When does the week start for you? To make it easier, think about it this way. This is for the closer of the two points and next is for the further of the two points. So, if it's Monday and I say next Wednesday, I understand this to be in nine days' time. If I say this Wednesday, I understand this to be in two days' time. So, this episode's pronunciation tip is about sounding the letter R in English. Now, the R is called a rolled R sound. And, as Risto said, in Finnish, and indeed many, many languages, there is a rolled R sound for the letter R at the beginning or in the middle of words. So, for example, you might say, I read terrible romance novels. Really, the thing to remember is this. In English, we don't tend to roll our R's. Instead, we place the top teeth very lightly on the bottom lip and the sound is forward but in the throat. So try for yourself. R, r, r. To help you reduce the rolled R, I have three sentences with useful R words for you to practice. First, the modifier really and the colour red. Try this sentence. That car is really red. Next, the verbs terrain and to return and the word tomorrow. Try this sentence. I think the rain will return tomorrow. Finally, road, what you drive on, regular, like frequent, and route, the direction from one place to another. Try this sentence. Your road is on my regular route. Bonus sentence. Try this mix of R's at the beginning and in the middle of words for extra practice. I'd rather read terrible romances than rubbish crime stories. It's not terrible if you speak English with a rolled R. Just think about resting your tongue. It's not needed. Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Risto and Carolina, and for her music, a massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now. Thank you.